Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Where's Alan and Zamunda? I have no idea. Mm, he out there doing hood rat stuff with You his know friends. better than I. Ian Begley joins us now. Um, you can see him all over SNY. Ian, how you doing? Welcome in. Happy holidays to you and yours, my friend. Thank you so much, guys. Happy holidays to you. Happy almost new year. I hope you guys are doing great. Yeah, we're doing great. The Knicks are doing great. They finally beat the Bucks on Christmas Day. Let me ask you, how much of an advantage is that that the Bucks were here for the holidays? You know, it's you know, you're in New York City, no better place in the world to be for the holidays. They had what, 48 hours to get not in trouble, but um to enjoy the city. How much how much of an advantage is that for the Knicks? you feel with teams coming in and staying 48 hours during the holidays before they face them at noon on Christmas day. Yeah. I think the noon tip off is, is what I think helped the Knicks because of what you mentioned, Anita. I think that's, that's always going to be an advantage. I'm, I'm not here to say the bucks were out late uh, Christmas Eve night, you know, out and about, but I, you know, it just helps. It helps. And also it's hard to beat a good team twice on the road, which the Bucks were on the road at the Garden for two straight games. It's hard to do. I mean, regardless of what you do on that off day, if, if a team is quality and plays well at home court, which the Knicks have done by and large, it's going to be tough to beat them twice at home. I think both of those factored in. And you give the Knicks a lot of credit for getting their first win against Milwaukee in four tries. Whew. Now, now. We know what the experts think or the people that are in opinion radio and slash analysts like ourselves think. They think that the Knicks are a good team, but they're a void of a superstar. Uh, what do the Knicks believe? They love Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. and they love what Jalen Brunson has done for them. I, I think maybe if you caught them in an honest moment, maybe Leon Rose or Tom Thibodeau would say he's – beaten their own expectations, Jalen Brunson, that is, because he's been phenomenal since he's come here. And he has, in my mind, just changed everything for this particular uh, leadership group, coaching staff, front office. They can look at things so much differently now that they have stability at the point guard position. Whether you want to call him a superstar or 1A, 1B, regular star, I don't know. I, I, I would venture to guess that he doesn't care. He just wants to win games, and he is a big reason why they won on Christmas Day. And more often than not, he's a big reason why they've won any game. So they love Brunson, and, and moving forward, I think moves will be made based on how 
they see that player fitting uh, with Brunson, fitting around Brunson. And uh, to me, that tells you everything you need to know about where Brunson is in the hierarchy of the team and also what the organization thinks about him. Well, well we, heard, we heard, you know, how Team USA and how they felt about Brunson and how he's an alpha male and how players are attracted to him. So, but, but we know also in the league that you can't just have one dog. you got to have more than one. You know, when you look at every team, they have at least three. And I guess if we believe in Brunson and we also believe in Julius Randle, you know, you have to look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie what he's been able to do. Um, over the last couple of seasons, you know, um, but when you get to that third complimentary piece in R.J. Barrett, you know, um, we know that it's not a lot of good superstars out there. Who knows what Zion's contract's going to be going forward? You know, they were able to avoid some of that guaranteed money. We know about Zach Levine, and he's always, you know, rumored to be somewhere. DeMar DeRozan, we know what's going on in Chicago. But do you think the Knicks would be moved by uh, Giante Murray? I always say it wrong. I always say his name wrong. Uh, yeah, Dejounte Murray. Yeah, Dejounte Bart. And yes, I I, I know that there are um, you know uh, people with significant voices with the Knicks that really like the idea of acquiring Dejounte. And uh, one factor there is how he would fit with Jalen Brunson in that backcourt. Dejounte Murray, known as a strong defender. And so, uh, yes, I think they they see that player in particular, and they say, yes, you know, we would if we could trade for him, and the deal makes sense for us. Uh, I think they would do it. It's just a matter of Atlanta being willing to part ways with Dejounte. I don't know if they will or they won't. I think they've at least talked about it with a few teams, uh, but they traded three first round picks and a pick swap less than two years ago for Dejounte Murray. So to turn around and then move him again. It's just a questionable decision-making by the organization. I don't know if they would open themselves up to that, but certainly if there were conversations about a trade for DeJounte, the Knicks would be front and center trying to get in there, Bart. But I I mentioned this in a report over the weekend. There's a a hurdle there for the Knicks, and the hurdle is DeJounte Murray is a client of the Clutch Sports Group. Always back to that. Mm -hmm. Always back to that. the issue there is Rich Paul, I'm told, is, is hesitant, uh, reluctant to do business with the Knicks in general. Uh, so that's that's a stance that he's taken for a while now, uh, dating back to last season. And I'm told that that stance is not ironclad. I think the stance, uh, he could be moved off that stance if there's an in-person meeting between Rich Paul and Leon Rose and William Wesley. That's just what I've heard, uh, particularly over the weekend, about this scenario because I was asking around about DeJounte, and that was one of the factors that kind of came up in my conversations with people. So, uh, you know, you can, I think, forget about DeJounte uh, unless he demands to be moved specifically to New York. I don't think Clutch Rich Paul would get in the way of that. I think they would facilitate it. But aside from that, you could forget about it, you know, unless these guys sit down and, and hash out whatever their issues are. And I'm not sure exactly it's what crazy. the issues are, but yeah, it's it, uh, it's an interesting dynamic. The Knicks sure. is the Knicks. Knicks in recent years has always been a day late and a dollar short. The fact that they had no idea that Halliburton was even available. But when let's just say, because because as a former athlete. If my agent lets some personal between them get in the way of my money and the place that I want to be in, 
they would no longer be my agent. Is it is it personal, Ian, or is sure. it or is it sure. that you know he just doesn't really have a lot of respect for the organization or and and, and the ownership? I don't think it's ownership. Yeah, uh, how can he, you not? He's done business with the Knicks before. I think it's particularly about this leadership group. You know, Leon Rose, former top agent at CAA, William Wesley, CAA consultant. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I just know definitively that it is what I said earlier, which is there's got to be some kind of sit down to move forward here uh, if either party wants to move forward. But the one thing, Bart, is if you're, let's say, Rich Paul or you're a clutch client and you say, hey, look, I don't care what you have going on with the Knicks. I want to be there. I I was told that Rich or Clutch would not stand in the way of that. They would facilitate it. But if it comes down to, you know, dealing with several teams about a player who maybe wants to sign somewhere in free agency or be moved somewhere, he just doesn't have a specific destination, then Paul and and Clutch and the group is is hesitant to deal with the Knicks. So that's kind of where it stands. Again, Ian Begley joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see him all over SNY. He's got a great digital show called The Putback. So make sure you tune in there. Um, so, so let's say Murray doesn't happen. You know, Bart and I were talking about just a second ago. I, I asked Bart, are you, as, are you surprised that this team has, um, has had such a setback without Mitch Robinson? I mean, they went from being the top three, top four defense in the NBA to now – Teams are averaging 130, 132 points against them as of late without Mitch Robb on the court. So, you know, obviously in order for them to really make a good push to make it to the postseason, uh, they've got to add some talent here, especially in the paint. So what are some of the other names out there, Ian, that that, that Knicks fans should kind of be aware of and and possibly could become a Nick this season? Yes, Anita, I'll definitely get to that, but I just want to say – First, that I think they've done a really good job so far without Robinson. I think the record, uh, I, I don't know if it's, I can't remember, 62, 4-2, something like that. And Isaiah Hardenstein has slid into that starting role, and Taj Gibson slid into that reserve role, and just, you know, short, small sample size, but they've had a lot of success there. And I think you got to give this group credit. I mean, we could talk about who they may trade for and, and what moves may be coming, but to me, this group, led by Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle and <clears throat> excuse me, Tom Thibodeau, they've shown to be pretty resilient. I mean, losing Mitchell Robinson is massive because of what he did for you defensively and what he did for you on the offensive glass. And for them to be and they're still treading water even more than that without him so far, I think you have to tip your cap to those guys currently on the roster. But let's get to trades. Uh, I know like people like discussing them. Let's say it's not DeJounte Murray. I think everybody's looking at Toronto, too, in terms of what they'll do. And last year, before the deadline, they chose not to trade OG and OB. They chose not to trade Pascal Siakam. Both of those guys are pending free agent. Siakam's a pending free agent. I believe OB is as well. So they have a decision to make then. And people in touch with them when they were uh, the league was down in Orlando for the G League Showcase. A couple of teams came away with the impression that Toronto would ultimately be open for business uh, at this trade deadline. So I think you look there, Siakam and Anobi. Uh, in the longer term, Donovan Mitchell, he's got an extension coming up that he, or he's eligible for an extension that he will not agree to uh, with Cleveland. So that's a situation to keep an eye on. But if you need a, a big, right, if you're looking to bolster that front line, 
Uh, Kelly Olenek at Utah, I think, is, is a name. He, he would be available because Utah, I think, hasn't uh, is going to be selling at the deadline, I should say. And there are several players kind of of that ilk, just veterans who can come in and fill a nice role for you that the Knicks could obtain via trade uh, in terms of big men. But when you talk about stars, yeah, I think you're going to have to wait it out unless you're talking about Toronto and Atlanta, I think, is going to be open to moving some of the other guys, at least talking about it, like the DeAndre Hunters of the world. So those are the names kind of that I'm looking at at the moment. I think coming into the year, you know, everybody was looking at Minnesota, but given the way that they've played, they played so well. I don't see anything happening there. And then, Bart, you mentioned Chicago, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. Um, I've mentioned it in the past, you know, going back to, let's say, six weeks ago, I was under the impression the Knicks were not, you know, ready to be aggressive on either of those guys. And I'd be a little surprised if their stance changed. Things always change in the NBA, but I'd be a little surprised if their stance changed on those guys. And then they pursued them aggressively because as of, again, six weeks ago, uh, I had heard that was not the case. Yeah, I believe, I believe, I mean, me and Allen talked about Kelly Olenek and why he'll be a perfect fit because his ability also to shoot the three and maybe open it up, and he's a scrappy veteran. But the question that I really want to go to is, like, we, we knew that Donathan Mitchell uh, may want to, you know, not pick up that option, and also the Knicks has always been on his list, or that or Brooklyn. Um, but with all things Don't in a perfect Miami part. Oh well, Miami is always Pat there. Riley there. <laughs> but but also yeah. like when you think about you know that would be a small backcourt you know with Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. Um, is the preferred more realistic, uh, or I guess the the best combination is it DeAndre DeAndre? I always say it wrong. Murray because of his ability to kind of lock in and give him a bigger. Uh, a bigger backcourt with um, a, a, a lockdown defender? I think that's the draw. Yeah, like the, his ability to defend on the perimeter, um, to take on a really tough assignment night in and night out. And he also creates off the dribble, right? And, and the Knicks don't have a lot of that. So I think you're looking at you, you look at whatever the starting five is after that trade and you analyze it that way. But also, I think you could put a guy like Murray uh, in the second unit, too, put the ball in his hands and let him go and create off the dribble, create open looks for his teammates. So I think that's part of it. When you talk specifically about DeJounte Murray and, and Bart, I hope DeJounte's family members are not listening because you have butchered his name at least four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, usually I just get people, Giante, Giante. Listen, that's what that, listen that, I got a cousin, I got a nephew named Deontay. Yeah, I can tell that you know uh-huh. his, his parents was um, – was on Jodeci fans because everybody named back in that day Deontay, DeAndre, yeah. Devante, Dalvin. You know what I mean? It's all from these Jodeci fans that's coming messing everybody up. Now, I can always tell, you know, um, like what what era somebody was born in based on their name. You know what I mean? Back when I was growing up, I always laughed at, um, you know, all the people I went to school with had parents that wanted to name their kids after things they couldn't afford, like Porsche and Mercedes and Lexus. You know what I mean? That's what we. That's the era that you know the, the early the, the early '90s. That's what that was. You know what I mean? We went through, through the Jodeci period, and now now we here with all these uh, age appropriate these uh, you know legacy names like uh, Jacob, Malcolm, a lot of Kobe's, right? Yeah, Kobe, and, and this is the era. This the, the era. This the era of the um, Jalen's as well. If I if I run into another mm-hmm. Jalen spelled 13 different ways, like you know sometimes you know just because you say it's supposed to read that way, English tell me that is not pronounced that way. 
Yeah, that Thunder roster is tough in particular. They have two Jalen Williams's Jalen style differently. But you mentioned Donovan Mitchell Bart, and I think you know you go back to I think it was two summers ago when the Knicks you know were right there were aggressive in the trade talks with Utah trying to get Donovan. Um, I think back then there was a concern about the size of the backcourt, and I, I don't know why why that concern wouldn't be there this time around. So I think that that concern would still be there. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell is a fantastic talent. But I think even if the Knicks were aggressive on Mitchell, I think they would have a, uh, a difficult time matching where Miami or Brooklyn would go in that scenario because I think both of those teams would be pretty aggressive on Donovan Mitchell if he were available uh, on the trade market. Again, Ian Begley joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Ian, before we let you go, um, the Knicks, the first half of January, have quite a few road games. Uh, right now, they're sitting six in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Heat, Magic, 76ers, Bucks, Celtics be in, in front of them. Based on what you've said, and again, you said, listen, the record without Mitch Robinson, you're pretty impressive. You're pretty impressed. Well, uh, yeah, they've had to score a lot more points. They're playing at, a, playing at a much faster pace than they did with Mitch Robinson. Their defense isn't as good. Nonetheless, what are your expectations for them the next few weeks? Like I said, um, quite a few road trips uh, coming your way the first half of January. Yeah, they have some tough games to close out the end of the year, too. Uh, so it's, the schedule is tough, but I would expect them to kind of be where they have been, which is, you know, three, four games over 500. I wouldn't expect this team to take a significant dip um, because I think they have established a way that they like to play and a way that they like to approach games and and practices and all that, and I think it it works for the group by and large. So I wouldn't expect them to to nosedive at all. I would expect them to kind of tread water, um, you know, as they get through this tough stretch to end the year. And then, as you mentioned, Anita, the road, a lot of road trips coming up in January. So it doesn't get any easier for the Knicks, but I would expect them to be, you know, three games over, two games over, four games over in that neighborhood when it's all said and done after this uh, early January stretch. What What's the trade deadline date? What's What's the timetable for that? February 8th. February, February 8th. February 8th, 3 p.m. There you go. So it'll be here before we know it. That's for sure. Ian, always great having you on. Thank you for making time for us today. Really do appreciate it. Again, you can see Ian Begley all over SNY. He's got a great digital show called The Putback. Make sure you tune in. Ian, happy holidays. Happy New Year's to you you and yours, my friend. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you guys and your families. Take care. Be safe. Enjoy. You got it. You got it. 2024, I'm going to learn how to pronounce his name, even though it's not spelled right. DeJounte, DeJounte Murray? DeJounte, like, like, like Dijon Mustard. Is it, is, it, it, is it because he spells it with a J as opposed to a yeah. G that it's, throws it's, you off? Yeah, it's that like a, a silent J, like Giante. Like, I think, yeah, between that and just the... Because like Jean, Deante. Like Deante. Yeah, my see my nephew name is Deontay. Just like, go and, just, and my go. sisters went crazy. She, she, I think she put an apostrophe, a semicolon. I'm like, yo, bro, I can't stop. I can't. Just, just go. You know, black people, black people with these names, man. I just can't keep up with it, bro. Like, it's no such thing as a silent A. Like, they just been making silent letters that's not even silent. So, uh, moving forward, why don't you just go with D Murray? No, because listen, if he if he spell, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. In, his mama named Deontay. I'm gonna call him Deontay. <laughs> Dejante, Dejante, say it again one more time, Jake. Dejante, Dejante, Dejante. Sound like sound like a mustard, man. Stop it, man. And this coming from a man named Bartholomew. I like that name.
Uh, at the end of the day, uh, let's just put a big fat red bow on this discussion uh, for the Knicks. Uh, let's say they go out and and bring in somebody to help them again in the paint, big man to to, to help protect the rim, rebounding, all those things, right? Um, Not giving up too many assets. Uh, no, nobody, no, nobody's a little draft picks. Nobody's draft beating the the Bucks or the Celtics in the East. That's what I'm saying. Nobody, but, nobody. But, but, but let's listen, be honest. If you bring Murray over, I got. I, listen, I, I'm feeling good with uh, with a three headed monster of Randall. Oh yeah. Uh, quickly still coming off oh, the I, bench. I loved him like, when he was with the Spurs. Yeah, you know, like he's much like Kawhi. Kawhi told him, "Hey man, work on your defense. You'll be able to play." And he he became a defensive lockdown player, and he fits right in with the culture. So I guess what we would ask the players, I would want to ask our listeners if you had if, if santa was going to be nice mm-hmm. and he was going to give you one gift would it be zion Jonathan mitchell or giante Gian, no, never mind murray dejante <laughs> dejante was it french haitian giante let's sure. let's do this let's do this wait are, are you recording call it swackanese hold on are you recording jacob you're recording right the show's being recorded, right? Oh, yeah, we're okay. recording. Okay, so just say this. DeJounte. DeJounte. No, I can say it like okay, that. Okay, okay. Clip that and put it up here for me, please. Yeah, right. so yeah, thank you. Just, just have it. I'll thank have you, it. thank just you. Clip, that, just that's clip. why you're a great teammate. Just clip <laughs> DeJounte and put it up here for me, please. Thank I you. I don't know if it's Creole, is it Haitian? Like, where does that come from? Is Eight- that, or is that just a made-up word? <laughs> 800-919-3776. We'll get your calls when we get back. We'll switch gears. Uh, let's go back. I, I do want to go back talking the NFL, some uh, some some of the big storylines. What did you walk away with week 16 as we head into week 17? Big picture in the AFC, NFC playoff race. Kansas City wet in the bed. Can the Buffalo Bills uh, still win the division two weeks left? You've got the Ravens and the Dolphins going at it this coming week. That's going to be a Ooh, camp. Mama, Mama Fee- oh, Mama, I don't know. She's going to be mad. Mama Mimi? Yeah, Mama Mimi. <laughs> Did I say Fifi? I almost said it. Oh. Uh, you, know, can- you know she canceled her segment with me on Saturday. Whoa. She was go- yeah, she's going to a Christmas party. She, she big-timed you. Oh, I was about to say, I thought she canceled everything completely with no, you. No, no, she just, she texts, she said, she t- like, her her segment. Did she have a lot of eggnog? Did she have a lot of eggnog? I don't know what she had. Her segment was at 5 o'clock. At 4.20, she's like, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I can't do it. And then she let my fans know I'm going to a Christmas party. I don't want to upset anyone. Banana cognac. Unbelievable. Ooh. I haven't had that before. Oh, I'm telling you what. If you go to Bounce. Banana if you go to ba- If you go to Bounce, they got Banana Jameson. And they only make it for them. Amazing. Amazing. Banana might, Jameson. Might have to do that. Banana Jameson. Anita Markson for Alan Hahn. It's the Barton Hahn Show right here on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right. Anita Markson for Alan Hahn. It's the Bart and Hahn show today. And, you know, Bart, it's time for us to step aside and let the... Newsmakers do the talking. That's right. It's a segment that we call... Audiophiles. Brought to you by All-American Ford. Audiophile. You stepped over the gong! I won't deny. <laughs> Who we got right here? <laughs> Please. All right, guys. It, it save was, us, Jacob. <laughs> save us. It was a fun-filled weekend in holiday and sports. We had a bunch of games on. Knicks were in action. They got the win over the Bucks last night. How do you feel about that? Did you anyone watch the game? Nobody? I bought bit, bits and pieces. I didn't watch all of it. What, the Knicks game? Not all of it. I was watching the, the, the football game. So, I've sent you a photograph of my setup. Right, uh-huh. Jacob? Oh, you got, got picture to picture. Oh, she oh she has screens on screens. Uh, so, she got picture to picture, picture. So, instead of having kids, now she can spend all the money herself. So, you ain't got to, you, you know what I'm saying? See, I, I, had to, I was too busy putting together drones and all that stuff. That's my setup, boo. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's picture by picture by picture. Then one of the pictures is and actually a fireplace. I got huh? the fireplace going. So I had the uh, I had the football game and the Knicks game on. So yes, I was watching both. I got okay. the, I got picture picture. I got the old tube TV with the little TV on top. That's how we do it in the hood, baby. Well, if you didn't see, Jalen Brunson had himself a performance, uh-huh. and the Knicks were able to finally beat the Milwaukee Bucks after three times this season. Let's hear uh, Jalen Brunson on what it feels like to beat the Bucks this season. Obviously, we struggled against this team uh, throughout this year. And so um, the fact that we came out with a win today, it's uh, it's special. But I like the way we had a lead. And um, no matter how much they cut the lead down, uh, we stayed poised and figured out a way to keep it and win. And the, the Bucks have Giannis and Dame, am I correct? I mean, earlier this week, Becky Hammond was calling uh, Jalen Brunson a not even a 1A type guy. Yeah, but, Call, but yeah, I, listen, and and I I mean I agree with her with her comments, but it, it seems like it, it rubs you the wrong way. It might have fire. It might have fueled him a little more. Yeah, listen, he he's I'm sure he's used to all types of disrespect because of this height, going to Villanova, not really being one of those big prospects, and you know you know being a guy that's considered an overachiever, but you know we do know his levels to this, and Dame when it's all said and done, you know his career is going to be a little bit different. So I don't take it that way. What's what's surprising? Is when you think about the super teams, right? And you think in the East it's the Bucks, and you think it's the, the the Celtics, and then you think that like that second tier, almost to the top tier, is Philadelphia. It's just amazing that you know it seems like the power shift has gone to the team that decided to invest in a player with defense and not offense. Because I think Drew Holiday is a difference in uh, Boston being you know considered that one seed, and you know I think. The Knicks, with all the experience that they've had in playing Milwaukee, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the right type of moves and they start playing, you know, good basketball at the right time that in the playoffs they can maybe upset these guys because their lack of defense, you know, from the um from the um the backcourt of, of of the uh of the Bucks. Well, I mean the Knicks are always looking for that star. They're always in the news for getting that star. Let's ask uh, Josh Hart what he thinks about Jalen Brunson being a star. Probably, I mean, probably just I always knew he 
put the work in to, to be successful. And, you know, but, you know, even me, I didn't know how it would, you know, translate into the NBA style. But um, one that I know, probably like three years ago when you started doing it, <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised. I think many people were surprised. I wasn't surprised. I didn't put the work in, but that's kind of what I started seeing. You know, at the end of the day, you know, losing out on Donovan Mitchell to me has been a blessing in disguise. Yes. Don't you think? I do. But I think I think getting Jalen Brunson, I think it to me, it fulfills that need that you feel for somebody who can facilitate and also create for himself and others. So going to get, you know, in my opinion, Donovan Mitchell could be, you know, something that you regret because you're taking the ball out of Jalen Brunson's hands and how do they how do two you know, ball-dominant guys who like to create and facilitate. Who's going to play off the ball? Who's going to be the catch-and-shoot guy? That's not really Donathan Mitchell's game. That's why I like DeAndre Munt, uh, Murray a lot better as a fit. Yeah, you missed your opportunity. I said it too fast. Yeah, it, listen, I was, I'm was i juggling a lot here. I got to do audio files. I got to play music. I forgot all about the job. What are you, what are you an octopus? I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh, transition from basketball over to football. Uh, we had the Ravens and Niners in action last night. But to me, what stood out early was the early safety. Lamar Jackson Yo. tripping over the referee. Yeah, I, I was hot. I was, I was but, so but, hot. But understand, I was hot because I had money on the game, right? And I'm saying to myself, Yo, how, you do well, so- well, I'll let you go ahead. Play the, I'm sorry. I no, 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 no. You're still play. hot. You're no, still hot. Look, I'm hot. It no, worked out. It worked out. It worked no, out. Listen, I want money. Listen, I'm fine. I, but- I was listening to your sentiments because I felt the same way. I didn't have no money on the game. Yeah. But just looking at the game, I was like, come on, this is egregious. This is one of those, you got to get out the way. Like, you you see the guy backpedaling. What are you doing? I know. You- you're, you're going to play a clip? Oh, yeah, I'm playing it. Here we go. Okay. Let's uh, hear from Lamar Jackson, what he uh, feels about the ref falling. Oh, <laughs> oh, the ref fell. He fell, you know, but he came back and apologized. He's like, my bad, you know, but it's all good. It's all good. But those two points, those yes. two points helped him out a lot. You know, I I, I knew I was going to get away. I know Chase knew I was going to get away, too. But, you know, that's pass off the Chase. You know, he did what he was supposed to do. Right, not only is that Here, a sack, but that's also two points, and I didn't like that the referee was smiling. You smiling too much, bro, to be in death, something well, stupid. It ain't here, funny, here's, nobody here's over Here's what my issue was. The reason that that he he went down and tried to get rid of the ball is because of you. You right. can't you can't give, you throw can't a give flag. me a safety. Yeah, you yo. can't give him a safety yeah. when you can't get out of the effing way. You got to call get that out night. of the way. Yeah, like what do you do? Like I like literally, I was hot. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, listen, like, I, you feel the same sentiment that a lot of people on Twitter shared. You can't. You, you but that can't is the rule. That's the only thing. It's the rule because he's a part of the field. Field to play, and he's I, part of the field. And I did see that, but they also said, I mean, if they start because doing that, you got to you got to start throwing balls that they had. Like no, nah, but but yo, we we've had guys come through and get. They used to have the line judge. Remember, used to be on the other side behind the defense. Used to be right behind the linebackers, and guy come through, and I, I seen some guys tackle some players because they get ran over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they moved them and put them behind on the other side of the offensive side. In turn, that means on the defensive line, what we do is we hold a lot more because we know you can't see us with the defensive holding. <laughs> Even though, like, man, the egregious defensive holding. Yeah, you know, when they spent, he spent two players around. I don't know if it was um, Arnstead or who it was, man. Like, bro, you just spent two linemen around. Like, nah, nah, we we got to call that one, bro. 
Yeah, I, I was he not was happy with too that. Damn, he was smiling too damn much. And that 5-3 that, that was weird because they would have been up by three. I think he was smiling because he was embarrassed. No, you better smile. You better smile inside. That's going to be a meme. I mean, you have to you take know that Southwest be... flight to Baltimore. Somebody might have to holler at him. I mean, some people, I guess, react differently. I don't know if I would have been smiling after giving up to, I mean, to Lamar Jackson at And then that. you tripped the dude, right? So now you like in a tight ball game. That could have been a – if they would have lost by two, I would have been hot. I, it's not even them losing. Imagine – I don't even want to knock on wood. Lamar Jackson would have got injured. Oh, yeah. That, that, that hey, would have been the worst fate. When the hell did you become Deion Sanders, the, the fastest backpeller? Turn your ass around and run. Like, you think Lamar's running full speed, and you think you're going to backpedal. Meanwhile, the defenders out there can't catch him, but you think you're going to be able to elude him by, by backpedaling on the way out. Come on, man. Sink your damn hips when you backpedal, dumbass. <laughs> you got to put your head in front of your toes. Yeah, if his, not, you always going to fall backwards. His technique was not good. What else do you got, Jacob? All right, you want to hear from Aaron Rodgers? Let's. This is from earlier today on the Pat oh, McAfee show. Oh, with the show. Pat McAfee show. Yes, it is. There we go. Uh, let's hear from Aaron Rodgers and what he thought about the Jets win. I feel good about it. Obviously, we had a big lead there, 27-7. They came back, and Greg hit an unbelievable 54-yarder to win. But a lot of great performances on Sunday. I want to highlight uh, Brees Hall. 95-plus yards receiving and rushing, and he's done it twice. And I saw a stat that said he's done it in like 22 games, and the other guys who've done it, it's been over 100 games. So big shout-out to Brees. He's a talented guy. And, you know, give him a little bit of crease. He's going to go the distance. But I'm proud of Trevor. Yeah, it was a good win for us. It's always more fun when you win. we got a short week now. Cleveland on Thursday. A lot of good storylines there. Joe Flacco's starting a quarterback for them. And we can only play spoilers, so we'll try and do our best. <laughs> I mean, Rodgers did have a lot to say. They also asked him. If uh, he was cleared to play, I mean, if he was cleared, uh, yeah, cleared to play, would he and play? the team was in contention, would he play? And uh, let's hear what he had to say about that. You know, if we won against Miami, then the plan was to take 11 on 11 reps to the first team and then see how I responded. What I was saying was there's no guarantee I would have been cleared because I would have to respond the right way. And then Mr. Johnson, Joe Douglas, Sala, Dave, Neil Elitrosh, Heather, everybody would have got together and said, yes, we feel comfortable allowing him to play along with no setbacks during the week of practice. But it's the what if game, which is hard to go down, but that would have been the week schedule. So I think some of this stuff was a little bit kind of taken out of context when I said I just wanted to remind people it wasn't a guarantee we beat Miami always playing but that would have been the week schedule that we would have gone down was to try and get ready to play so because we got eliminated and that was my whole point yeah I'm not 100% but the willingness to play and being cleared to play wasn't dependent on 100% it was dependent on how I looked in practice how I responded and my ability to move in a small area and to do play under center which I've proven in practice that I can do that but the whole point was if you're not 100% and we're out of the playoffs they're not going to clear you. See, but that's what I'm talking about, right? Aaron Rodgers, everybody makes assumptions, and I'm glad that he has a platform where he can answer the questions for himself because they'll be, oh, how can he do that? He's running the organization. How's he running the organization if Woody Johnson, Robert Sala, everybody has to be on board? It's not like he's saying, I'm playing if I want to play, right? That would mean I'm running the organization. But fundamentally, as a um, – organization if he has to go through all these checks and balances then it's like most franchise players are it's a collaboration where you value his opinion and you take his opinion into consideration that's why Russell Wilson wanted to leave Seattle that's why Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave Green Bay because he felt like he should his voice and his his opinion should be able to be um, valuable, especially when he's the same age as the head coach. And in, in, in certain regard, I'm older than the dude that's sitting here trying to tell me what to do. And I know I know football more than him. 
We're the same damn age. I'm older than him. I've been yeah, doing this at I a high level way more than you if you look at LaFleur. But I, I don't I don't think that's the perception. Right. That's why I'm glad he's that's, that's not, why I'm glad he's able to speak on it. That's not the perception of, of how things are being handled with him. Right. Right. But the but, reality. But, but now me, we but, the reality. Well, we think this is the reality. But but if if the Jets were still in contention, yes. And he and he said, "I'm playing." Woody would have said yes. But here's the here's the thing, though, right? When you when okay, you, but, but who's saying no to him? It all Bart, de- who's saying no? It, to it him? all depends on how the quarterback's playing. Like if Zach Wilson had been playing lights out, oh. you might say you might say, "Well, hey, man, we we doing good. Like let's not risk it. You know what I mean? We'll put you up. We'll put you up. And if you know, a quarterback struggles and we in the playoffs and we'll put you in and you work your magic. But, you know, we'll we'll use you as an as-need basis. Now, we get in the Super Bowl, something like that, then. But, you know, it's all hypothetical at this point. The Jets stunk and they lost games to teams that they shouldn't have, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Dolphins. Is that it for audio files? Oh, yeah, that's it for audio files. Uh, brought to you by All-American okay? Ford. Okay. The All-American Ford Auto Group. He's, he's an octopus in there, boo. Uh, is the number one volume Ford group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. Make sure you do that. Uh, we, uh, we're 50 minutes away from the power hour. The, or is it the sour hour? Because the Jets have moved down to ninth. When we get back, uh, I want to look back to Week 16, some of the big storylines that came out of Week 16, and where the landscape is with the AFC and NFC, and we will continue with your calls. Nikki, Jose, Alvin, Edwin, Dave, hang tight. We'll get to you right here on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Real quick, I've got a Joe Flacco story for you. As you know, you and I were in Baltimore at the same time. Mm -hmm. Joe Flacco coming out of uh, college at the same time. Matt Ryan. Volvo. Same time as Matt Ryan was coming out, Steve Bashotti wanted Matt Ryan. 
Yeah. So they're in the quote-unquote war room. Cam is there. Hugh Jackson at the time, Hugh, Hugh mm-hmm. was the quarterback coach. And um, and one thing that I love about Steve Bashotti is it's an open forum with yeah. Ozzy, who, of course, who was his general manager. Say what you say. Exactly. And so... Um, Defend it. Th- so Atlanta was willing to trade with the Ravens for the number one pick so the Ravens could get Matt Ryan. For Ed Reed, no display. No, Terrell Suggs. <laughs> they wanted Suggs. Yeah, go kill yourself. So Hugh Jackson, so they were having the conversation, so Hugh said, with all due respect, Steve, I, I know you're enamored with Matt Ryan, but Joe Flacco throws a better ball. Joe Flacco could throw the ball anywhere on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan cannot, and you don't have to give up Terrell Suggs. And yeah. so, if you recall, the Ravens wheeled and dealed. They traded down, and then they traded up. And apparently, reports reports were Bill Parcells tore the phone off the wall in the Miami Dolphins facility when the Ravens traded up to get Joe Flacco because that's who Bill wanted in Miami. Yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco had you know spent time at Pitt, went down to Delaware. Like, he was my rookie. Like, I used to call him uh, Frida. That was his first nickname for me, for, from, from me to him. I used to call him Frida because he has his – Ernie and Burt uh, Unibra that grows like since he got money and got refined, you know, he cuts it off he, through the middle. But he he has an Anthony Davis um, Unibra, so I just call him Frida, mm-hmm. uh, like Frida. Where go get my donuts, Frida? Uh, but like he threw this 15 yard out from the other hash, and like like I never seen a ball so fast, so strong yep. for a 53 yard pass. So I, I I graduated, I retired that name. I start stop calling him Frida. I start calling him Uncle with an F. And that was his nickname, you know, for the rest of the year was Uncle. Well, uh, you know, reports were he called the Jets and see if they wanted his services. They said no. He went on to Cleveland, and now look what they've done. They've won three straight. Mike Jones back then didn't want me. Sitting at 10 now and 5. y'all owe me. Let me ask you this. You think the Browns finished the season with 12 wins? They're and, dangerous. And win a playoff? Is, are, they're, da- are, they're dangerous against the Ravens. I was just going to say, are, are the Browns? They're dangerous. Are the Browns a team that one should fear in the postseason? Dangerous. That girl is so dangerous. They can run the ball. They got – you can say whatever you want about the Ravens, and I, I love the Ravens' defense, but their defense is different because they got two dudes. See, it's, it's different. Like, the Ravens play well, and you can say their best player, oddly enough, probably is uh, Kyle Hamilton. But when you got to have it, they got Zadarius Smith, who can give it to you and go make a big play, a supernatural play. And they got Miles Garrett, who, you know, is always right there for defensive player of the year. So they got guys in pivotal moments that can go get it. The Ravens really don't have one. I mean, you call it Matabike, like he's their leading sack getter. I mean, Owe, Ajobu's hurt. I mean, Clowney is having a career year, eight and a half sacks. He finally seems like he's found a home. I don't know if they'll be able to afford him next year. I think he'll do good on the Jets next year, uh, bringing him in as you try and, and, and have, like, Two guys replace one, letting Carl Lawson go and having Clowney for the rundown slash play action, and then letting McDonald still mature a couple of years. They they kind of, that, that that may be the best one, but you know when you think about Joe Flacco and his ability to just flick the ball like with the flick of a wrist, mm-hmm. uh, 50, 60 yards. You know he opens up the field so much for uh, for everybody else with what he's able to do with Cooper. But then you have guys like Njoku. Who he can really, he, who really, Joe always goes to his tight ends a lot. He loves his tight ends. And then Elijah Moore. So, like, 
to me, that would be one of the most scariest guys because you have the best offensive line coach in all of football. They've had some catastrophic um, uh, injuries, too. Two of their starters are out for the year. But great defense, a guy who can get easy one one strike, one play strikes in the passing game for touchdowns. Um, their punter, they just replaced their punter. So, you know, you talk about field position with that type of defense is tough. But that's a team that can mess around and, and be right there. Their next, and if that happens, what do you do with Deshaun Watson? Their, their next two games, yeah, that you're paying a, a gazillion a dollars. dollars to. Uh, their next two games, uh, again, Thursday night, you'll be able to listen to right here on 98.7 ESPN as they take on the Jets and then finishing the season at the Bengals. Uh, the Cowboys, they lose again. Mm. Yep. Who called that one? Contenders or pretenders. But they are who we thought they were. Ha! And we let them off the hook. No, we didn't. But they are who we thought they were. That's right. So Yesterday's now... price is not today's price. Yeah. <laughs> That's for cutlets. Yeah, it actually went down. Man, can you, you they, imagine paying $20,000? They say, they say DeVito right now, it's like, hey, give me a gift card and a, uh, and a Costco card. Give me so, a coupon and I'll show up. So... Because the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Giants, um, they've got now the Arizona Cardinals and then the Giants again. A lot of people are anticipating them to win the next two games. Meanwhile, the, the Dallas Cowboys are home against the Detroit Lions, who Ooh. already locked up the NFC North but have an opportunity to get into Number a better seat. A Big better seat. Exactly. What What are you early thoughts on that matchup in Week I mean, 17? Honestly, if I'm in the NFC, I want the number two seed. Because I want the Falcons. I want that's basically a bye week. That's like an organized so you're, practice. You got the Falcons over the Bucks or the Bucks, whatever. Yeah, I don't the care. Bucks. But See, I, I think, I think the Bucks is a scary team. I don't think you want to play the Bucks in the postseason either, Bart. That's fine, but I'd rather be the two seed because whenever you have the one seed, you kind of come off flat the next week and you can get your butt kicked because the team's been playing for their life. If 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 you get the two seed, if you're the Lions. And you got you got the NFC South is what you have to play. You feel confident that you're going to be able to in your building be able to get them and feel confident and still get some rhythm, and then go back next week against a, a good opponent or opponent that may have gotten um, upset or or something like that. So, if I'm the Lions, this is a very serious game because it's going to be tough when you think about if Dallas loses to the Lions and they fall to the third seed. That means they'll play the fourth. Uh, it's the fourth team, right? No, they'll play who they What do you mean? They'll play third. If they if they if they if Dallas ends up like as a three seed, they'll probably have to play You mean a wild card. Five. Yeah, they'll you play a wild, wild card. card, yeah, but I'm trying to figure out where they where they would go. They might have to go to not Detroit. They would probably go to uh Who's the third? So, so if this, so if the season, yeah, we'll ended, go to the Cowboys. So if the season ended today, Cowboys go to, oh, the the Cowboys would be the fifth seed. If the season was right. to end today. The Cowboys would be the fifth seed. Right. So the fifth seed goes to two. Right, because the because the one has the buy. Right, one has the buy. Three plays four, and five plays two. Right, five plays two. So they would go to the Eagles. Or, or the Lions, if the Lions get it. But if the Eagles win, so the Dallas will play face face the Eagles in, in, in uh, Philadelphia, probably. If right. they lose no, to the Lions. Seven, if they lose seven, to the Lions. Seven plays two, six plays three, five oh. plays four. Oh, that's what I meant. Okay. So if the season was to I forgot it's three games the first So game. hypothetically speaking, if the season was to end today, the 49ers would have the number one seed. They'd have a bye. 
Uh, the Seattle Seahawks would go to the Eagles, the Rams would go to the Lions, and the Cowboys would go to the Bucks. That's that's if Ooh, season- if I'm the Cowboy, I want to end up there. If the season was to end today. Oh, yeah. so you actually want to be the fifth seed. So Dallas need to lose on purpose. Uh, when we come back, it's time for your power hour. And Ooh. we'll head back out to the phone lines. Next, 98.7 ESPN.